0: Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, welcome back to Chapter 131 of the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. It's Joe in the pilot seat as usual, and uh, we've got some great co-hosts tonight, and we've got a great guest, somebody we're all very excited to have on, so lots of things to get through tonight in or today whenever you're listening to this podcast. Um, but again, it's Chapter 131 of the Rule of the Galaxy podcast as always follow us on twitter at rule at rule the galaxy sw uh email us rule the galaxy sw at gmail.com and on facebook and on youtube which this show will be on very soon uh just rule the galaxy check us out there we'll be getting more and more uh listeners subscribers followers across both the podcast and youtube so thank you very much matter of fact My good friend, Steve Glosson, who was on the show recently, said he was listening to last week's show and actually watching it on YouTube, and he enjoyed it. So, Steve, thank you for giving us a view there. Um, So, as we're going along here, I'll just go around the horn and uh, get you connected with some of our regular co-hosts, Nick Shesky. Nick, thank you for waking up from your nap and joining us on Rule the Galaxy.
1: You make me sound like I'm a bum. I, I told Joe before we jumped on, I feel like I'm com- going under the weather with something and I fell asleep, which is very uncharacteristic. But I'm other than that, I'm doing good. We're about two weeks out from uh, almost two weeks to the day from baby number two coming. Um, and so life is crazy. And uh, I wish I was more plugged into the Star Wars happenings all the time. But right now, every day is a, is a new adventure. So we're just we're taking it one day at a time, figuring it out. That's good.
0: Great news right there. And, and we'll go to the next guy who's got a baby coming soon as well. Our good friend from Philly, D-Doc. How are you, D-Doc? Yep, doing good. Uh, yeah, baby uh, number three will be here in
2: just about a month or so. Yeah, we're May 11th. So we're me, me and Nick are going to be right around the same time. So there you go. they'll D-Doc. take the torch for us and they'll be the same age, uh, you know, decades from now.
1: That's how, right. how How is your wife letting you go to the ICCC with baby coming like within like the week that you leave
2: listen she is the one who is pushing me to go to it man so uh, i told her i said you better not go into i mean i'll say for our first two kids she did go literally day of the due date but knowing my luck we're going to be there at a star wars convention and i'm (laughs) going to get a phone call that i'm in nashville and my wife is in labor but she's the one who's pushing me to go she's the one who's buying the plane ticket so there There we are
0: (laughs) Hey, the galaxy works in mysterious ways. It definitely does. Um, You know what? You hear a lot from us all the time. We've been really blessed over the past couple of years. to get some great guests in here, either people who work with things related to Star Wars, who have done, have done audio books, who've been involved with novels, uh, you know, behind the scenes on other things. Tonight's one of those gentlemen that, um, you know, we all sit there and go, wow, we're, we're talking to this guy. We've read his books. We we know his name, and we're just excited for him to be here and just take some time and interview, do some interviews with us. Uh, Mr. John Jackson Miller. John, thank you for being on Rule the Galaxy.
3: Hey, thanks very much. Uh, yeah, my my youngest kid actually uh, graduates high school in May, so I don't really have, <laughs> Come on. have a comparable thing going on. although You, you and me uh, are in the same boat. Well, uh, I'm actually having to try and balance things right now because graduation is Star Wars Celebration Weekend. And wow. so on the one hand, I really want to go. On the other hand, I really need to stay. And so I'm trying to figure out how I do both at the same time.
0: <laughs> if only there was one of those things like in Star Trek that would help you beam yourself to L.A. and and go see. Uh, I've said many
3: times the transporter is storytelling genius, and uh, I would pay for one. <laughs> uh, you know, I'd, I'd even pay a subscription for one yes. uh, to, there you go. <laughs> that would show up on my credit card bill and I would never remember what it was for. But I know that it was something I wanted. So. Well,
0: well, John, I tell you what, um, what I like to do to start things off and not to just throw you under the, gu- you know, throw the gauntlet at you here. But, um, you know, we all did some research to go along with. Obviously, we've read the Kenobi book. We've read the New Dawn book uh, that, that really, you know, Stood out to us, but you've done so many different things. And and by the way, did you get your master's from LSU? I'm just throwing that out there real quick. I did.
3: Awesome. I did. It's over here on the wall. <laughs>
0: good, good. My my son is a huge LSU fan, and and now obviously he didn't get his master's from there, but he he loves the football program and and is very involved with that. So that's good. I'll be happy to tell him you're you're part of the LSU family with that a little bit. My
3: so. uh, my senior year of high school, uh, at this point, uh, we were down. Uh, in Baton Rouge to see the NCAA uh, regionals uh, and we were actually Memphis fans uh, but we were there to play LSU because for back then you could still actually be have a home I guess you still can't have a home game in your uh, in your regional and sure. the 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 LSU fans were so obnoxious to us and so horrible I knew I had to go there one day um <laughs> But when it actually worked out because uh, I got there the same time Shaquille O'Neal got there. And uh, I was there exactly all the time Shaq was there. So uh, yeah, he 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 went on to bigger and better things. I just went on.
0: <laughs> no. Hey, that's a good time to be there. So real quick, I was looking online. You were posting. Um, I- I'll talk about it in a minute. I was at the Great Ohio Toy Show in Xenia, Ohio this last weekend with, yeah. with some of our other co-hosts and one of our, our listeners. What what event were you just at uh, this last weekend?
3: I was just uh, in Mid South Con uh, at, in Memphis. Uh, I that was uh, I'm from Memphis originally. I live in Wisconsin and have lived for about twenty seven years, twenty eight years at this point. Uh, but I have been going back, uh, you know, pretty much every year that they've had the show for the last uh, seventeen years. I, I go all the way back to. Well, uh, before before that uh, before that basketball tournament. (laughs) So, uh, you know, and and at this point, I think we realized that I have uh, traveled something like twenty eight thousand miles to go to the show round trip. Uh, And so uh, in twenty nineteen, I was the Toastmaster Uh, wasn't planning to do it uh, or be the Toastmaster this time. Uh, but just the way things worked out with cancellations and stuff, they said, can you come you know, do it this time? And it's like, OK, sure. Uh, and um, and was able to, uh, you know, uh, do some panels and sell some books. And, you know, we had three years of pent up demand. So I, I don't think we've ever moved as many books at, uh, at one mid South Con as, as as this time, because you know, I had three years of, uh, of you know, Star Wars and Star Trek uh, stuff that come up come out in the meantime.
0: No, no, that's great. I, I I like to give props to all these, these cons that go on because we're, we're going to be at the I triple C as DDoc doc mentioned earlier, we're going to be at the I triple C in Nashville end of April, beginning of may. And, and we're going as a group, as a podcast and getting a booth and doing some things. So we're really excited about it. So yeah, it looked like you were having a good time there. Um, if I'm a mistake, I, I, go ahead.
3: I, I will note very quickly if you hear anything. We're in the middle of a thunder ice storm at the moment here in Wisconsin. So
0: <laughs> no worries. And and if it cuts yeah, out I am hearing the rumbles over here.
3: <laughs> <I'm> like okay.
0: <laughs> well, it's great cuz we're in Indiana, it's going to that means that stuff's going to sweep our way from Illinois, Wisconsin. It'll be hitting Michigan, Indiana soon enough. Um if you don't mind, I correct me if I'm wrong. Did you do um a Star Wars My Way with with uh, Scott Reifin. Did you was that you who did that with Scott Reifin years I, ago? I know
3: Scott. I, I know I know Scott Reifen and uh, I can't remember was it a podcast or yes. was it a, a an interview? Yeah. I, I, I more than likely did. I know Scott. Yeah. Oh, that's. Uh, no. It would have been. Would have been some time ago.
0: Yeah. No, and that's okay. I I just was going back and and remembering that that I'd listened to that years ago and. I thought it was so great, you you know, you telling kind of if you want your feedback or not your feedback, but just how you got into all the things you do, because you really explained it very well in his podcast. But I think for our listeners, you know, going from the comics industry and and the price, you know, the price guide kind of things and and all those kind of things, if you don't mind, give a quick synopsis of that background leading you into Star Wars, Star Trek and other things.
3: Well, uh, you know, I I grew up, as I said, in Memphis, uh, where I was just at the convention this weekend was uh, in the same neighborhood where, uh, uh, you know, I first saw Star Wars. Uh, Elvis Presley first saw Star Wars, or only the only time he saw Star Wars, probably, was uh, in the same theater uh, where I did. Although he was able to get in before I could because he was able to get them to close the theater down at night so he and his friends could watch movies after midnight. Uh, nice. but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I was a star Wars fan as a kid. Um, star Trek developed later for me, fandom wise, uh, just because, uh, you know, it wasn't in first run when I got to it. And mm-hmm. so that sort of comes along and fills that space in between, uh, the, uh, the original series and the, uh, the, the prequel movies. Uh, and so in the, uh, yeah, in the meantime there, I, uh, you know, I'm doing fanzines uh, as a kid and mini comics. Uh, you know, go on to uh, you know after that, uh, after that master's degree, I get a, I I go back to journalism, uh, where uh, I edit magazines uh, for uh, the comics industry and the games industry. So uh, a, a magazine called Comics Retailer, later called Comics and Games Retailer which is a trade magazine for the comics industry. I still uh, have a lot of the material that uh, you know, I used to write about then is on another, another website that I still run called Comicron, uh, which has all the, you know, the sales charts for the business going all the way back into the day. Uh, also worked on Comics Buyer's Guide with uh, Don and Maggie Thompson, uh, who were sort of the you know, co-founders of Comics Fandom. Uh, and, uh, and then also I ran uh, scry magazine for a while. That's the card game magazine, uh, for magic, the gathering and, uh, Star Wars, the collectible card game and, and various other, you know, things, you know, those are sort of my first official or, uh, you know, semi-official connections to star Wars there. Um, you know, got a chance to write for Marvel, um, wrote iron man for a year. Iron man led to me getting a chance to write for dark horse for comics. Uh, for star wars um i did a a single issue of star wars empire that led to me getting the giant uh well the, the the thing that's now in the giant book i have back here the uh the knights of the old republic uh uh you know series that wound up running uh you know 57 issues in various iterations uh and uh and is now collected in that big omnibus uh knights of the old republic led to me getting a chance to write prose for star wars so uh, you have, you have, uh, you have, you have the, uh, uh, you know, the Night Errant novel, the Night Errant comics, the Lost Tribe of the Sith uh, short stories, the Lost Tribe of the Sith uh, comics, um, then the Kenobi novel, the New Dawn novel, uh, and then a lot of short stories and novellas uh, such as, uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, uh, I've had short stories in the uh, you know, from a certain point of view books mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, a lot of various short stories I wrote for the magazines have been reprinted now in a couple of uh, hardcovers that came out from Titan, uh, last year. Uh, and, uh, then also I did a novella for the, uh, episode eight book, uh, that was called Canto Bite, Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, in, in the meantime, while in between all of that. Uh, and some other, you know, smaller Star Wars comics and uh, and uh, you know game projects. Uh, yeah, I've also done work for Star Trek uh, and uh, Battlestar Galactica and various other things. Uh, my most recent, uh, you know, comics full length graphic novel was the 40th anniversary uh, book for Battlestar Galactica uh, called Counter Strike, uh, and then my most recent novel for Star Trek. Uh, is the uh, novel for uh, the Star Trek Picard series. Uh, the book is called Rogue Elements, uh, and it's a story of uh, Cristobal Rios, the uh, the ship's captain from the Picard series, and how he got his starship, the Wasa, right So So, uh, yeah, it's been a busy uh, few decades here. Wow. It, it,
0: I'll be, I'm going to let Nick and d ask some questions of you, because, of course, I as usual, I monopolize the time here, but do you ever not, do you, do you ever not find yourself writing? Because it sounds like for the past 30 years, you've just been writing.
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I I got right back from the convention uh, yesterday afternoon and was writing last night because I'm on deadline. And, uh, you know, these things all, uh, uh, you know, pile up together uh, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working fast now because, uh, you know, I've got... Uh, uh, you know, deadlines to hit. And then I've also got, uh, well, my, my next, uh, next, next thing out the door is, uh, next week, uh, as we're recording this, uh, I'll be doing, uh, uh at the end of next week uh, is, uh, Star Trek mission, Chicago, which is sort of their, oh, yeah. um, their, uh, their star Wars celebration. In fact, it's even run by the same company, uh, Reed. Uh, so, uh, you know, at least that one is something I can drive down to.
0: You got it. I I was just in Chicago and I saw the the billboards everywhere with William Shatner and hmm. uh what's it uh, Takai George Takai I T'Kai. believe they yep. they're, yeah, they're going to be attending that so that's pretty cool. So. I, I
3: had a nice conversation with George uh, just a, a couple of months ago or a few months ago at uh, at uh, uh, you know, Knoxville a uh, you know, fan expo Knoxville I think it was. Uh, it's hard to know what the names of these shows are anymore, but it's, <laughs> I, I just say I, I, he was just so wonderful to talk to. It was wonderful.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome. I mean, that's just great. D-Doc, Nick, I'm going to let you guys steal the floor for a minute. A- any questions from all this stuff that John's talked about so far or another question for him that you might have?
1: Well, so, John, I, I, have, I have a bunch, but but that's first, a- uh, yeah, I'm, I'm staring at the Kenobi poster behind you. We've all listened to Kenobi. I say we listen. We're I, Joe, I, myself, D-Doc, we all do the audio books. You know, I've, I've read paperback books. Um, really. This is so fun for me. Cause it's, you know, novels are what kept me in star Wars for so long. Right. So reading you reading, you know, all the Bane trilogy, reading it, which I know you didn't write, but like re- reading all that stuff has kept me really engaged with star Wars. I'm curious for you if you could just tell us about your writing process Like what, like, okay. So like take Kenobi, for example, maybe it's easier just to to hone that in. That's during the legends phase. It's pre-legends. Tell us a little bit about how that came about and like what a process looks like for you to go, okay, from ideation to, hey, I've released this book and this is. Well, that one's
3: extremely complicated because uh, (laughs) it it was originally going to be a graphic novel. Um, It was not going to be a novel at all. Uh, it was Dark Horse's uh, 20th anniversary coming up in 2007 and Star Wars's 30th anniversary coming up in 2007. So in uh, October, I think it was October 5th, 2006, uh, and I know that date for a reason. Um, we, uh, we did the, uh, you know, I, I was having a conversation with Dark Horse and my editor there, uh, Jeremy Barlow, about me doing an original graphic novel that would be about Boba Fett or somebody like that, uh, that could be done for this, uh, this event year. Uh, we got talking about Westerns with regard to Boba Fett and then Westerns in general. Uh, and then I just wrote back, um, you know, uh, an email, uh, that, uh, had the header, uh, the Ben Kenobi Western. And I had in what was about a four or five paragraph message, basically the broad strokes of the novel. And, um, you know, I, uh, he said, well, now you're talking when he responded. And, <laughs> and, and so I went away and started writing a, a plot for it. And, um, you know, I finished the first draft. He looked at it, said, let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's keep working on it. I did a second draft keep working on it. The third draft was 50 pages long and it had almost everything, not all of it, but it it was like 95% of the way to what the novel is. And we realized at that point, first of all, you know, there's not going to be room to do this in a comic. Uh, You know, it's going to be 500 pages long uh, because there's just lots of, of atmosphere, lots of scenes where uh, you know nothing is is necessarily happening, and that's a feature and not a bug. Uh, that is, uh, you know, the 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 the, you know, the one thing that uh, you know, you always see in uh, when 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 if, if anybody doesn't get the novel, it's usually because they say, "Wow, it's slow." And and <laughs> oh, and and Obi wan actually literally tells you in the opening. That he feels time slowing down, because that's where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, the the more that Tatooine becomes an exciting place, the less it becomes Tatooine, uh, or at least the Tatooine that we knew uh, from the uh, from the uh, the first movie. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I I realize okay, this is just not going to fit anyway. Uh, Jeremy got uh, the uh, the the franchise to do. Uh, the Indiana Jones uh, uh, and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull uh, exp- the uh, adaptation, and he said, you've been asking to do this whenever there's a movie. You take this instead. We'll put Kenobi on the shelf, and we'll come back to it at some point. Uh, that's what I did, and we ended up not coming back to it. Um, it came up again after I did the Night Errant novel. I said, well, if we're looking for another novel, here's an idea I've got. Um, they weren't ready to look at it yet. They were ready to look at it in 2012 when, you know, we're just before the Disney buyout. Uh, they're looking to focus in on the original characters uh, with novels and not so much, um, you know, various parts of the timeline that I had been doing. Um, and if you look back at the books that came out at the time, you know, there is that dynamic going on. There's a, uh, there's a, 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 a no pun intended. There's a solo novel for Han. There's a novel for Leia. there's a novel for Luke uh, that were green lit in this period. Uh, two of them came out before the legends change over one of them came out after. Uh, but Kenobi uh, you know is uh, you know I, I said I suggested uh, well, I've got the Ben Kenobi Western. here it is. and uh, it uh, it went through rather quickly. Um, we announced the uh, we announced the book, you know, before I had really started writing it, but I knew what it was going to be. The only thing we added really, uh, were just a couple of scenes, uh, the prologue, the, uh, the crate dragon scene. Uh, and then, and then we, we, uh, took, uh, you know, a, a, a device that I did have in the, uh, in the original plot, uh, of the, um, the meditations and uh, uh jennifer heddle said let's do a lot more of those uh so because they're the only place in the book where we really hear what what everyone is thinking uh it's jennifer heddle who's the uh, the lucasfilm fiction editor uh and there you go uh and the book comes out at the end of uh, august uh in uh, 2013 uh and it is getting a re-release in trade paperback form as part of this exclude the the, the essential legends collection mm-hmm. uh that book will be coming out uh, a week from today as we're recording this which is april fifth april fifth yep. what twenty twenty two and that is exactly 15 years and six months after that original email
0: holy cow wow wow yeah i, I don't know
3: if anybody <laughs> planned it but
0: there it is <laughs> well i'm Man. i'm gonna Throw this over to D Doc, but before I do, I will just let you know, you know, growing up, same age pretty much as you are, Luke was my guy. Like yeah. I, you know, I grew up a blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid in, in Indiana farmland area. Yeah. And I thought Luke is my guy. That's that's I envision myself. I dream to be like this guy. I have aspirations to be this character. And then as my son grew up and I took him to see the prequels, um, and then Clone Wars came out I really, Ewan, you know, Ewan and then James Arnold Taylor and then this book made it to, you know, these things made it to where, wow, I, I can't decide between Luke and Obi-Wan anymore. They are, I'm a, I'm a house divided because I love both of those characters so much. And this book meant so much to me when it came out because I felt at the time it really dug into and made that character have even more depth before we transitioned over to that Alec Guinness kind of time frame of him there. So just my two cents before we hand it over to Dave. But uh, D-Doc, do you, do you have some quick questions for John?
2: Yeah. So what, What? actually I'm new to the novels. These guys are the reason why. And I'm actually currently on the Kenobi one, which has the new cover art <laughs> on it actually. Yeah. That, yeah the cover
3: it. art's already changed everywhere. So. Yeah. But like,
2: as, as you were writing that, did you, I, I know you said you had previously written and it was sitting for a little while, but did you ever feel the weight of it? Like, man, like I'm continuing this story of Kenobi and this extremely important character. And like, were you, what were your nerves like at all about it? Like, <laughs> did you have nerves? Cause you sound pretty like confident about it. Really. Uh,
3: you know, it, it, the, the, the thing is uh, at the time I was kind of feeling like, well, I was more or less at the end of what I was going to be doing with Star Wars uh, because I had just done, yeah, I just gone through a year. I think twenty twelve. I had three different mini series or comic series mm-hmm. at Dark Horse because I had uh, I had a a, a, a Knights of the Old Republic thing, I had a Lost Tribe of the Sith thing, and I had a Knight Errant thing. And I didn't have anything lined up for after that. And uh, you know, I was I was uh, you know, I was at that Star Wars celebration where I proposed Kenobi, and I was like, well, you know, this might be this might be uh this might be the end of this so so you know maybe there's a bit of panic that if this doesn't work out that that might be the end but then on the other on the other side of it you know you you kind of have that mm-hmm. feeling all the time that every story you do might be the last story you do so you might as well try and do the best you can anyway mm-hmm. um you know, you can't count on anything else coming out uh and so uh you know i uh, i uh i will say that um you know, I never really had any doubts about that story while it was, uh, while it was you know, working through. Uh, it was, um, you know, not something where I, I had to go back and rewrite a lot uh, or, or change a lot beyond stuff that we had at the end. Um, and, uh, you know, I got to the end of it and I said, you know, I, there's not a word of it I would change. Um, so, you know, that's not always the case for sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, I did it about as, uh, as, as I, I, accomplished what I wanted to accomplish with it. Let's just say that.
1: You got it. D-Docker, Nick before go ahead, Nick. Yeah. So rapid fire. Now, now Disney buys out Lucasfilm. It becomes legends. Uh, fast forward to, was it 2020, 2021? You're watching the Mandalorian season two. And you're watching the first episode where they go and they take out a crate dragon. Are you watching this going like, yo, what the, I wrote about this in a book years ago and now <laughs> I, this is happening and it's here. And I'm just curious what your thoughts are on it. Uh, I would be if
3: I had seen it. I haven't. Uh, no, I'm, I am so far behind on so much stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, I just spoiled it. Then. Well, you, no, you no, know no, that's, okay. that's yeah. No, that's okay. Uh,
3: here you go. I, I would be surprised if they didn't have a scene like that. Uh, no, I am so far behind on so many things. And uh you know generally you know, you know, lately I've been doing mostly Star Trek. So uh I, I uh, you know I I'm 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 up to the minute on or have been up to the minute uh on uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the CBS streaming series. Uh but uh you know otherwise uh you know I, I get to them when I get to them. I, I, I saw the first of the Boba Fets. Uh I I, I and uh, you know, it, it, weirdly, I actually, you know, for fun am more likely to watch something that I have no involvement in whatsoever. Uh, so, uh, or not involvement, but no real connection to other than, right. you know, I, I, well, for one thing, I, uh, the Marvel shows, I've got to watch those because if I don't, I'll be lost forever. Yeah. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of, you know, I, I, if you get, if you get even a couple of years behind on that, you're, you're, you're toast. Uh, right. you know, I, I'm, you know, I still haven't seen you know, uh, you know, Black Widow or or uh, or Eternals or uh, or the latest Spider Man, and I'm I'm feeling like <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to be completely lost if I go into the theater for anything else right now. Uh, but you know, I, you know, a lot of this stuff is or a lot of these things are kind of uh, well, they're the scenes that you would expect to see probably. So uh, I'm not surprised that uh, that they did a moment like that.
1: Well, well, if it makes you feel any better, I was watching that with my dad when it first came out again, yeah. he's not a huge, uh, you know, star Wars reader by any means, but he's watching, you know, these Tuskens and Mando take out a crate dragon. And he's like, this is so cool. I'm like, I've seen it already. I've seen it right here. And it happened <laughs> back in freaking 2013. Oh, that's very really good. That's, really good. <laughs> oh, that's and, very good. And to
0: follow along with that. And, and uh, you mentioned, and so we'll, we'll bypass this really quickly, but secondary to the the Mando series with the Boba Fett series, I'm watching yeah. those first four episodes going, this feels like I'm watching the Kenobi book, except it's the Boba Fett with the interaction with the Tusken Raiders. So I won't spoil any, of it, any more of it for you because you've only watched the first, but it, it definitely, I mean, Nick and I both uh, were sending texts. We were like, does this not feel like the Kenobi book just... Just mixed into Mando and Boba Fett. I mean, it was just awesome. So it did lay some groundwork. And I, and I, I would say, you know, with this book being Legends now, I still consider it headcanon until they tell me different. But, um, but it's so good to see that they, Lucasfilm slash Disney, did mine things from this book because it was it was rich in things you could take out of it. So, uh, that that's my two cents on that right there. Um, D doc, did you have something else? Because I was going to ask him about a new dawn. So you go. Okay. Um, so we, we just talked about Kenobi. We talked about how it was finishing up that run and Oh, here comes legends because now we're moving on to this whole new thing. And we hear that there's going to be a whole new series of books that now follow along with Canon. And for me, a guy who's been reading since, you know, uh, the Han Solo trilogy and splinter of the mind's eye, all that stuff meant something to me from the 70s the 80s you know the thrawn trilogy i felt like oh take the knife out of my chest because all those books meant something to me including the kenobi book um and then they say we're going to start fresh and they hand it over to a young man and say create a new book be the first one to bring a new novel to us again going back to nerves thought process everything like that and it being rebels characters What was it like to be involved with a new Dawn and starting that process of being the start of the new Canon for Lucasfilm and Disney?
3: Well, uh, you know, the timeline is, is somewhat different than all of this, uh, because, uh, yeah, Kenobi had, uh, Kenobi had, uh, you know, come out, uh, in the fall of 2013, Mm -hmm. uh, they did not make the decision about legends, uh, until, uh, the spring of 2014. What when New Dawn was already uh, two thirds of the way done? Um, really? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 now I had begun working with the Lucasfilm Story Group, so you know I had uh, I had Dave Filoni and Greg Wiseman and uh, Simon Kinberg reading the outline and uh, providing me with notes, and I did a I did a conference call that uh, Dave was in on uh, about you know what I could do or should do relating to, um, you know, rebels, because I had the story Bible and everything. And, you know, I chose that I wanted to do something, you know, of all the stories I could have done that they said I could have done, I said, yeah, let me do where Canaan and Hera meet, because it's it's well enough back in the background where uh, I'm not going to collide with your stories later on. Uh, and, you know, I only have to really get the characterization right for two characters that I have not seen before. Uh, and so, you know, I was two thirds of the way there. Uh, the book, at least in my mind at that point, uh, was either going to be called, um, uh, 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 it was either going to be called loose cannons, which of course is kind of funny, Hmm. Uh, 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 if you think about it. Uh, or it was going to be called Rogue Elements, which of course is the name of my uh, my Picard novel because I don't waste anything. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. And uh, and and what happened is they said, okay, look, um, you know, we can't, uh, you know, we cannot mine the New Jedi Order novels uh, for the uh, the sequel movies. Um, or at least they they didn't say that. Even it, it, I understood they couldn't do it because. Uh, they because no one could expect that you would go to a director and say uh, here we need you to make a billion dollar film and the opening crawl has to be 60 feet long uh, (laughs) or rather or rather or rather six minutes Mm -hmm. long uh, and it's going to say that uh, oh, by the way, Han and Leia had three kids, two of them are dead, and one of them killed one of the others. And by the way, Chewie gone too. Uh, you know, and nobody was going to put right, uh, you know, viewers in that position, nobody's going to put the director and the filmmaker in that position. Something had to be done. And the fact is, you know, it, it really only impacted the stuff that came after Jedi. I mean, it. it, it I'm not saying that anything beforehand is, is 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 not it was not impacted, but or is official or anything else. Uh, but by calling it legends, um, you know, I as, as I as I refer to it, uh, you know, it gets into this sort. Of, I, I I I call it the Skyfall option, uh, which is uh, which is in the movie Skyfall. You see James Bond's car from uh, Goldfinger. And just the sight of it uh, is enough to imply that the events of Goldfinger happened, but mm-hmm. very clearly it cannot be the same exact events that, uh, that, um, you know, uh, that, mm. that, Sean Connery experienced. Uh, you know, it's very likely it was not Daniel Craig, uh, uh, you know, out there playing mm-hmm. golf with uh, odd job, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know uh you know as they said legends uh, may be true in part in whole or 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 you know maybe we're just mining parts of it sure. uh you know, it's using the continuity for uh you know for 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 concepts for planets for for uh for uh you know for technology um for easter eggs sure uh for callbacks here and there. Uh, but you know, when you, when you do these things, it does not automatically deem them into existence. Uh, I think it is very likely that something like my Kenobi story, which by the way, um, you know, when, when the, the Kenobi novel came out, it was the first novel that had the legends banner on it. Uh, I actually saw a version of the, the paperback. I mean, when the paperback mm-hmm. came out, I actually saw a version of the paperback. Not printed, but a, a, a PDF that did not have the legends banner on it uh, because it was so close to when they made this decision. It's crazy. Um, and mm-hmm. so uh, you know it, it it is it is easy for anyone who wants to to believe that yeah probably something like what happened in the novel ninety nine percent of it happened uh, maybe some of the Shara and Heth stuff is not you know, relevant or maybe, you know, you know, there's, there's callbacks in there to uh lost tribe of the Sith and Knights of the Old Republic. Well, you know, even though Knights of the Old Republic is still sort of out there because we have the Old Republic game uh, you know, nobody's saying that, yeah, that just, just because, you know, you have the events of the story in, that does not mean everything it's sub-referenced is all in as well. Um, anyway. Uh, so what happened is uh, you know, two- thirds of the way through the novel. We changed the, the name of the book to a new dawn. Uh, I fly out to California to uh, do a video with uh, Timothy Zahn about the end of, you know this this previous era and the, uh, the process that I was going through with the story group for the, uh, for the new books. And um, you know, when I went home and finished the book, I didn't really change a lot because uh, uh, to reflect what we were doing. Uh, because uh, I always write books anyway, as if they're the first novel uh, that anybody's ever read. Uh, And uh, and I try to make them standalone. And, uh, you know, I don't think that even though there was, uh, you know, you know, the there's a reaction online that happened then uh, and, and happens with just about anything that ever happens these days, um, Most of it was not directed at me because uh, I think I had spent a lot of time talking to the fans over the years before that. Uh, But also it was the case that A New Dawn didn't overwrite anything. Um, There is nothing that is in that book that could not have been in an EU novel. Not a thing because it was written as an EU novel.
0: Hmm. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, D-Doc. Any, any quick thoughts or questions that you want to add in?
2: Well, see, A New Dawn is one that I have not read yet. So as I'm moving along here, but um, <laughs> if you don't mind, if I bring back to Kenobi, I mean, do you have thoughts with the show coming up as to if, you know, they're, as to what they may pull from your book that they might add into that, whether... You know, even like I can't even help but to think, is his EOP going to be the same name from your book? Like, I mean, because
3: <laughs> yeah, I saw an you article know. about that. Um, yeah, basically, I try not to you know, publicly speculate on anything that's coming out in any of the franchises that I'm currently working with or have worked with, uh, because if I do speculate, then the next thing I know, there's some sort of a post on. Uh, <laughs> well, usually it's one of the lesser lights in the uh, in the Internet sphere uh, uh yeah. you know, pick, pick, pick whatever you want it to be. John Jackson Miller, not consulted on this uh, or, John, or John Jackson Miller says this will be this or, or, you know, whatever. Uh, and I'm like, uh, or John Jackson Miller, uh, uh, reveals secrets about upcoming, whatever he must know something. And I'm like, you know, guys, I, I'm just not playing that. Uh, there, Understood. there are, there are things in the world that have not, appeared yet that i know about but i'm not going to say what or where or, or anything like that because it's not my place
2: perfect mm-hmm. sometimes you forget the weight of the uh things you're talking about when we're having conversations <laughs> with guys right there because you really you really do feel like you're just in a room just talking star wars with guys That's well i
1: mean
3: one of the things that's been crazy over the years is i have you know, known about a number of things over the years while they were in production. I mean, uh, I was reading the Indiana Jones uh, four script while they were shooting. They were while well, the the while I was reading the script in Lucasfilm's offices. That was the day they started shooting. Uh, and so, I've had the experience over the years in a lot of different pla- places where, you know, I've gotten to see fan speculation and you know how crazy wrong it can be at times uh and if anybody ever wants to go back nobody ever does but if anybody ever wants to go back and fact check any site uh that does uh, this sort of thing the clickbaity kind of stuff um yeah well i mean well let's just look at kenobi i mean i my, my mentions on social media have been exploding regularly for eight years because there's going to be a kenobi movie there's going to be a kenobi this there's going to be a kenobi that there's going to be a kenobi whatever uh and uh and it's uh it's sort of like well uh okay <laughs> we'll we'll take the extra book sales uh but uh the heck yeah but, but yeah i mean um you know it's it's uh you know, like they say with uh you know cable news they've got 24 hours to fill uh, uh, you know, they, they, they really do have a lot of internet to fill. And, uh, so, yeah. uh, I try not to go out too far either. You know, I, I not only do I not really, uh, you know, speculate on stuff that hasn't come out yet, but I also try not to actually do a lot in the way of, of, you know, uh, I, I don't do reaction videos or anything on TV shows or anything like that, because again, they're they no more than I would do a reaction, you know, review to somebody else's novel. Um, you know, that's, that's not my, that's, that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> I've, well, I, you know, that's, that's uh, I, I, and I'm in solidarity with the writers in general anyway. So I'll never say, I'll never say I didn't like anything.
0: Um, so I've got, um, Mark Newbold, who's uh, a friend of the show and, and just great guy with star Wars insider and star Wars. Mm-hmm. Com and fan tracks. If you're not. Subscribe to and listening to the Phantom Tracks podcast. You should, and you should go check out Mark's work on Star Wars Insider. Uh, I reached out to him and I said, "Hey, Mark, uh, you know we're lucky enough to have John Jackson Miller on the show. Is there anything you would ask him? Because he, I mean, he's like Nick and I, you know, book fanatics. Right? Reads everything." And he said, "By the way, to tell you, cheers." And then oh, yeah. he said, <laughs> "He said." I- 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 I'd love to know if he ever wanted to return to the characters of the Knights of the Old Republic, or if he would enjoy a chance to tell more stories in the Knights of the Old Republic era.
3: Oh, heck yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I, I, I did, a, I did a, a joke thing about a year ago uh, for Life Day. I did the, I did like a two-page script for the, the Knights of the Old Republic holiday special. Uh, <laughs> which was just a goofy little thing. And, you know, my hope had been to get uh, Brian Ching to draw it, but he didn't have time that month. Uh, but it was like, uh, yeah, that's what the only fan fiction I've ever written would was, was that, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's the, you know, Zane Kirk is a young kid and you can go a lot, uh, directions from there, uh, that, you know, we haven't even, you know, we're, we're not, we're still nowhere even close to the events of the video game. Uh, in in Zane's part of the uh, the timeline, uh, of course, you know it's just it's tied to that game and that game's portion of the timeline in a lot of ways. But you know there are ways that you can uh, you know rethink the the uh, ways that you can actually rethink that series uh, where it makes more sense or it makes sense rather in the Clone Wars or the pre Clone Wars era. Um, you know, instead of the masters, uh, having a vision about, uh, you know, the events of the video game, the masters have an event about uh, a vision about the events of the movie. Uh, and, uh, you know, just, you don't need a whole lot of changes there, uh, to make that fit. Uh, who knows? There's, uh, the, the point of the matter is, uh, the work is still out there. The work still exists. Uh, you know, there's, a nice 1334 page book that's available. Uh well that's a 344 page book that's available, seven <laughs> and a half pounds. And and uh, please buy them.
1: Yeah, no, go ahead, Nick. Well, so that was one of my I am glad you asked that question, Joe. And knowing the story now of how Kenobi started, where you know, we're we're going back and forth and going, well, what about you know, a Kenobi Western, right? Or something like that for <laughs> For me, that gets me. I'm I'm curious, and and you may be able to answer this. I'll preface this by saying that, but is there an area of Star Wars that to you you would go, man? If I could write maybe in that timeline or write that character, I man, I would I, I would jump at that.
3: Uh, writing in the actual movie timeline would be fun but um, i've, I've uh, i uh, i have done things way back in the distant past i have done way uh, I've, 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 well, I've, i' well you know the canto bite book was uh was during episode eight uh but outside of the star wars adventures annual that i did uh for 2018 that was the only thing i had ever written that had luke leia and the droids in it Mm Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I've had, I've had some Darth Vader. Oh, and and I had a Darth Vader story. That was the very first thing I did. Uh, and then I did some short stories, uh, you know, with, uh, the Ray Sloan character and those were, those took place Mm -hmm. in in the, in the movie period. Uh, but you know, in terms of a, in terms of, uh, you know, a full length adventure or something like that with, uh, Han or Lando, haven't written Han at all yet. Haven't written Lando. Lando would be a blast, uh, yet these things, uh, haven't happened yet, but, uh, you know, uh, my passport is, uh, still got a bunch of stamps in it. I think I, I my, my, my visa is cool. still valid.
0: I'll, I'll ask a couple questions the quick, just bullet point ones you can answer quickly. And then I'll let D doc answer or ask, uh, Brent Dykeman, one of our regular co-hosts his regular question, but first, what, is there a character or a movie that is your favorite that stands out? You say this movie hands down and well, this character's I, my guy.
3: I think uh, I think Empire Strikes Back, uh, you know, was sort of peak fandom for me because, I mean, that was, you know, I was, uh, I was uh, 12 years old. They say, you know, the, uh, mm-hmm. the golden age is 12. Uh, that was when I was consuming everything I could get my hands on. Uh, and, you know, it's in the middle of the story, so there's still the excitement about what's coming up. Uh, and, you know, that was also when I was really, getting back into comics again after having sort of dropped out for a couple of years as a kid and wallowing in it uh, in the years after that. So, so yeah, uh, you know, Empire Strikes Back, Um, you know, uh, I thought Lando was a very cool character because I like characters that are, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that can have some nuance to them. Uh, He's, uh, that, that can be sort of, they're calculating the, you know, what, what's said this for me kind of thing going (laughs) on. Uh, I mean, obviously my Griff character in Knights of the Old Republic is, is sort of that. Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I would say, I would say he's probably my, my favorite from the, from that batch of movies.
0: Gotcha. D-Doc, hit him up.
2: All right, so there's a uh, there's an ongoing question every guest we always have on, and I know Brent does this uh, spiel better than me, but uh, there's something to Count Dooku's lightsaber hilt with the curve to it where it's been made fun of, I guess, over time. But we always ask every guest, what is your favorite lightsaber
3: hilt in Star Wars? Lightsaber hilt. A lightsaber hilt. Somebody actually made me, and I can't reach it from here, but somebody actually made me the the lightsaber, uh, uh, for the, that, uh, the, for, for, you know, it's Zane Carrick's lightsaber from Knights of the Old Republic. Really? So, yeah. So um, awesome. Yeah. And obviously it's, you know, not a working lightsaber, but it's, <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, I have it here and, uh, yeah, I'm surprised. I, I, I can't remember. How, I, it must've been mailed to me or given to me at a convention, that it was within driving distance because I can't exactly see how I would have gotten it back through, uh, is through security. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I actually never really thought that much about, you know, the lightsabers or, or really, you know, the, I would, I would say the one thing that I, I, you know, there's a lot of different parts of star Wars, uh, uh, continuity that have been built up. Uh, the one thing that I pretty much ignored right out of the gate uh, was the lightsaber, uh, the lightsaber forms, uh, the combat forms. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about fencing, and <laughs> I know I can't fake it, uh, and so. You know, it, it, it with with the uh, when I wrote the Knight Errant novel, I I made it clear that she did her own thing, uh, and so I was not having to you know circle through these square dance moves of uh, you know, she went in into a whatever posture and then uh, this and then uh, that. Um, you know, it's fun for the five readers who know what that is, uh, and then if you get it wrong, it angers those five readers. <laughs>
0: Oh gosh. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I'm sure we're going to have more questions coming. We won't keep you much longer. We've been going about an hour and, and uh, but I, I just want to hit on a couple of bullet points of some things that came across this week. Um, and, and that way we can hit those. And, and as we're thinking of more questions real quick, we'll, we'll throw those your way. One, I think we all saw the post. Um, Matt Lanter's uh, wife posted on social media. Matt is uh, one of the guys that I just, I think he did a great job with the Anakin uh, Skywalker character in clone wars, um, you know, and loved him and some other things he's done timeless and, and uh, Jupiter's legacy. But uh, Matt, we don't know what's going on, but he's in the hospital now battling some things, had some surgeries just for all star Wars fans out there, you know, keep Matt and his family in your prayers and, and uh, keep sending good vibes and thoughts his way, because he seems like a great guy. And, uh, we were really hoping to try to meet up with him at the I triple C in Nashville, but I have a feeling he probably will not be able to attend that with the, the health things he's going through. So, uh, you know, are your thoughts, thoughts are with, with you there, Matt, and hopefully you're doing well. Um, friends of the show, I guess you would say Mark Newbolt, his birthday is this week. So we're going to give a shout out to Mark. It's his birthday. And then somebody, I think we all look up to in the, Podcasting world, Jimmy Mack from Rebel Force Radio. His uh, his birthday was just the other day, and uh, gosh, the, the podcasting world would be different if it wasn't for Jimmy and Jason and uh, Rebel Force Radio. They are they are the godfathers of, of all this kind of stuff that we do. Um, one other thing, uh, shadows of Shadow of the Sith. I don't know if you guys saw this, the new book by Adam Christopher that's coming out, uh, Luke's journey to Exegol. Uh, It's coming out June 28th, Uh, Luke and Lando, just like it was mentioned in uh, 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 Rise of Skywalker. Uh, This happens 20 years after Return of the Jedi, so what, 10 or so years before The Force Awakens. Uh, In one of Luke's dreams, he sees Anakin Skywalker, so a lot going on with that book. Have have any of you guys seen, heard anything about that? Are you looking forward to it? I know I am. Nick?
1: Yeah. I saw it. And what, what got me was I was scrolling something the other day and I saw that cover art for it, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Like it looks, it looks awesome and true or false. It it's in between, like it's a, it's a lead up to rise of Skywalker, right? It's not, it's not, it would have to be because it's a lead Luke up to going, force awakens force awakens. That's right. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah.
0: So it's, I think yeah. it's going to give us some more depth of, just some things Luke's going through, but he's also on that search that we hear about in the rise of Skywalker. So kind of excited about that. Um, yeah. And and
1: so, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping Joe, that we get some more answers. Like, again, I feel like the drop-off between, uh, not, not that I'm dogging it, but the drop-off between return of the Jedi, what you see of Luke in Mm -hmm. Mando season two, even right. And where we meet Luke back at the end of force awakens, Last Jedi. There's so much that's happened between that, so I think filling in some of those, the comic books, like the Kylo Ren comic books, you see some of mm-hmm. it, um, but I'd I'd like to see some more. One
0: one hundred percent agree. Yep. Um, another just quick bullet point. I have never played the Fallen Order Jedi Fallen Order, but the Cal Kestis lightsaber is now going to be available at Disney's Galaxy's Edge, so. I know, John, John, you're not the biggest lightsaber discussion point person, but I guess that's a big deal. I I have yet to play that game, but there's a lot of people excited about that. D-Doc, go ahead.
2: I I think it may have already sold out because they they have released it. Because I saw they had people in line buying it, going out of Galaxy's Edge, holding it up. And I finally got to see the inside of that store, what it looks like, because I saw the pictures (laughs) of the lines inside of that store, so... I, I think it's out there, but that is an awesome lightsaber hilt in itself because it's damaged from what happens in the be like the beginning of the game and everything with him. It's really cool.
1: Okay. Well, true or false, Doc? It's not actually Cal Kestis' lightsaber hilt; it's his master's.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say, was it damaged from his master with what happened in that? Now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. I need to replay the yeah. game, but yeah, it's a cool lightsaber hope because the grips on it are kind of melted off and damaged on the bottom yeah. and you can kind of see the wires and everything inside of it. So well, it's it, a double it's bladed lightsaber. Yeah. I guess it was split it's like damage, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's very
0: cool. Nice. Nice. Um, well, I will get my first view of it when I see it because I never play the game. So, um, uh, John, I'll ask you, do you: Have you paid attention to? Do you know who Black Chrysanthem is, or just Chrysanthem?
3: Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is the Wookiee, right? Yeah, this, yeah. yeah so uh, in the in the episodes that I have not seen yet. <laughs> in the
0: episodes you have not seen, but I guess he's in plenty of comics and other stories yeah. with Doctor Aphra story. He is, I'm sure, because of the popularity of what's going on with the Doctor Aphra stories and then the uh, Book of Boba Fett. Chrysanthem uh, is getting his own uh, one shot comic through marble and star wars tales that'll be out may 4th so uh that's cool it seems like everybody likes that character so that's kind of a cool little item there and then uh my son joey asked me on a whole different topic he um and i'll ask you real quick john have you watched any of the bad batch the animated series that's another one that's on the list <laughs> that's okay because i'm not revealing anything but i just figured i'd ask before i the threw this out there um He's, he's asking, hey, you know, have you guys heard any more on any kind of delays with it? But one of his things was Bad Batch happens after Revenge of the Sith before the Andor series. So he said, do you think we'll ever see any of the Bad Batch in Kenobi or Andor or any of the, those stories that are coming up? Because they'd be around on that that timeline. D-Doc, uh, Nick, any thoughts on will we see any of those characters since they're all based off Tim Morrison, Tim Morrison, Mer... Tamura Morrison's look, gosh, there we go. Sutter over that a little bit. Uh, any thoughts of they'll show up in either Andor or Kenobi?
2: I, I would hope they do because their clone armor is incredible. And just to, if we could see that in live action, I mean, that would be totally amazing to see. And I mean, <clears throat> they're uh, like, I, I don't know. I just think they're just an awesome little crew. They really are. And I I, I hope that the next season of it comes sooner than later because it's it's definitely an interesting plot line and it holds a lot of weight to me and what's going to happen with their storyline as far as their section of star wars where, mm-hmm. where are they going to go you know and it would be incredible to see them show up in one of these live action shows
1: gotcha brent brent dykeman has poisoned the well for me Uh, And I say that, John, he's one of our co-hosts and his whole shtick all the time is just, I want new, I want new, I want new, don't go back to the same well over and over and over again. And for a long time, I was like, man, bring on the Easter eggs, man. Like the more that you can, you can drop in the better. At the same point, um, as much as I love Bad Batch, from what we've heard out of this Andor series where, you know, Mm -hmm. we're going to get all these, there's 300 some named characters that are going to be in this show. To me, I, I actually hope that they don't do it. And if they do, uh, you know, they could they could tie it in in a cool, like, mention without having to actually show them, which I think would be just as fun for everyone who follows the Bad Batch and doesn't, you know, I, I would say this, especially Mando and Book of Boba Fett, there were so many moments where you're like, man, that's awesome. And the person who doesn't know anything about Star Wars is watching it. And they're like, Yeah. Why is that awesome? And then you like explain it to them and you're like, oh, well, Cad Bane. And this is why this is, you know, it's cooler than you think. You know, like I would like to see them kind of come out the gates with Andor, which Rogue One had such a serious tone to it, even mm-hmm. with the the callback, uh, you know, kind of Easter eggs they do. I'd like to see them follow in step a little bit with that and surprisingly not have Bad Bat show up about that. I saw one the other day actually, too, that said, do we see Cal Kessa show up in Andor? as well too because i would still be in that time period and i go man let them live in their own (laughs) in their own uh you know lane i don't know to me it feels more fun yeah well
0: i we we've we've hit on a bunch of star wars stuff we we bugged you about star wars john mostly if you had to look at all the work you've done you've done the fandoms that you have um you know let's just take marvel you know the the mcu for example you know we are all i'm a captain america guy like that's my guy in the marvel universe do you have i know you've written iron man but in the marvel universe just to take us off star wars here as we get closer to the end of the show um are there some marvel characters books storylines anything that stand out to you that you like the best uh, by other folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. But, well, I mean, yeah, I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, oh fandom. gosh, yeah. the, well,
3: there's 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 well there's just a whole lot. Um, you know, that's uh the uh I was uh, a, a fan of certainly many years of Amazing Spider-Man, uh, uh, Captain America. I think I wrote my first letter to Captain America, the first one that was published. Uh, uh you know, Iron Man when you know I had the chance to write. Uh, you know, I I I just dove at writing Iron Man because uh, I I really wanted to. Um, you know there there are just a variety of uh, other things out there. You know X Men I I I've, I've you know the the Chris Claremont John Byrne era X Men was uh, really something else. Um, you know there's just all sorts of things Marvel Marvel published a book which was not you know owned by Marvel but it was by Jim Starlin who. Uh, you know, created Thanos and all these other characters. Um, he, Marvel did a book called uh, called Dreadstar, and Dreadstar is more or less, you know, one of the guiding lights uh, for Knights of the Old Republic when I was writing it because I wanted something that had that kind of feel to it that was in that series. Huh. Uh, that was that was published by marvel's epic line in the 1980s and of course when i finally got to write for marvel uh it was uh it was a book for the second second iteration of epic in uh, in 2003 uh that was when i wrote the book uh, called crimson dynamo uh certainly no i've got uh a ridiculous number of comic books and uh you know the <laughs> the majority of them are marvel so uh yeah, that's okay uh, uh well not the well i say the plurality of them were marvel there we go uh, a, okay. Not more than half.
0: What What about um, some of the work you've done that's not Star Wars related? Whether it's Star Trek, whether it's uh, yeah. Iron Man, whether it's some of the other things you mentioned throughout your list there, um, you know Indiana Jones and and just yeah. down the list Battlestar Galactica. Is there something where you stand out and say this right here was some of my best work or that I'm <laughs> most proud of that's not Star Wars related?
3: Um, well that battle circle acting series a couple of years ago that won the dragon award um, that that uh, that year at uh, Dragon con the dragon con that we didn't actually get to go to because there, there wasn't one uh you know that was a case where that was just real that was pure fun i mean that was something i didn't do for the money that was something i did uh because it completed the trifecta for uh, for 10 year old me uh, uh, you know of, of star wars Star trek and and that. Um, you know, the, uh, the Picard novel that is out now, the, uh, the Rogue Elements novel, which is uh, in hardcover now. It comes out in, in uh, trade paperback in June and has a really uh, just wonderful uh, audiobook. book. Uh, that's another one where I, I got done with that. And I said, that's the most fun I've ever had writing a book. Uh, and, uh, and it's another one where I, I, I just cannot see what I would have done differently with it. Um, you know, and and just some various other things. I, I wrote a few stories for the Simpsons comics, and uh, those were just a joy in every way, shape, and form. Uh, you know, the, just that that the the, the, uh, the uh, getting to write something which is all about the jokes yeah. uh, that made me very happy.
2: Good,
0: good, good. Nick or D Doc, sorry, D Doc.
2: Yeah. Like just, I just thought of this as you were talking, um, a, as an author, do you, do you, uh, make a connection with the person who would do your audiobook before they record it and like almost talk about the tones of certain areas and how uh, they should do it?
3: Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I have the, I talked to the producer of the audiobook. Uh, and so she usually was able to tell me what, uh, you know, who's going to be performing it. Uh, I have an idea of, of the range of the person and of course, uh, you know the uh, the uh, Robert Petkoff, who has done most of my Trek novels, has unlimited range. Uh, you know when I did my Prey trilogy, there are about hundred and fifty characters in it, uh, including at least five Klingon women, and he made them all sound different. And um, you know I will give every so often, you know a a, a bit of uh, you know direction for the character, you know, kind of what they should uh, sort of sound like uh but uh but uh you know him uh you know his his work uh you know jonathan davis who did the uh the uh Kenobi audiobook yep. but also did um the audiobook for canto Byte. uh you know i just could not have imagined uh, you know, uh you, you know the uh you know the range of characters he's got the 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 characters he does in canto Byte. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm I'm watching a you know a cartoon uh, that has because uh, you know, the, the characters sound so you you know, animated uh, and uh, you know it's just an absolute blast uh, and uh, you know they they put so much time into it to be a, you know, in a room for a week more or less uh, recording. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's uh, you know, January Lavoie did my uh, uh, the uh, the die standing novel that I did for Star Trek and also has done stuff over at Star Wars. Uh, she's she's read my stories for uh, the uh, certain point of view books. Uh, you know, th- th- these uh, these are just very talented people. And, you know, I, one thing I look forward to doing at some point, uh, both Star Wars and Star Trek are now doing audio um uh, audio dramas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done a couple for star Wars. Uh, they just had the first one come out for star Trek. Um, and, uh, and I think that would be fun to do at some point.
0: We, um, we had the blessing of having, uh, Jonathan Davis come on our show just in the last month or so. And <clears throat> not only was he just a fabulous guest, but he took us deep into how the process goes and, and Mark Thompson, who does a lot of the other star Wars books, yeah. He's been a guest, and he's just both those guys are absolutely great.
3: Yeah, Um, Mark did a Mark did a new dawn.
0: Yes, so yeah, right. Um, But Jonathan, Jonathan, when I said, "Hey, would you mind just doing something, saying, you know, welcome to Rule the Galaxy or whatever," he did it as uh, Neil Diamond. Um, So we (laughs) we have a Neil Diamond buffer uh, for some reason, (laughs) and he he thought that was amusing, and it was great because I'm sitting there and I'm like. What the heck is this? But I, I actually keep it on my phone and play it just, just for a quick kick every now and then. But you uh, talk as, about... as long as he
3: hasn't closed by saying uh, turn on your heart light. No. Uh, or... <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but you know, you talk about doing the 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 trilogy or or doing the the uh what what you just mentioned before about doing Star Trek, Star Wars and Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, you know, having having you on, having Jonathan on, having Mark Thompson on. You know, we we want to get drew uh drew Karpishin on from the, the bane novels because we love his work there and and that gonna i'm gonna push mr zahn because he's gonna be at the i triple c and i'm just gonna say give me five minutes uh you know tim because I, I i that's the books that changed and brought me way back into star wars again so that and then bringing it i've got your kenobi right next to his trilogy of the heir to the empires on my shelf and and it's just something that means something to me how important those books are to the star Wars people. People don't realize that books can be that important. They think that, that 11 movies, you know, things like that, but certain books like that stand out to me, the the Han Solo trilogy from the seventies, uh, the Lando trilogy from the early eighties, those things stick with me and and your book and, and that tra- Throne trilogy means something. So if I could ever talk, you know, if you ever just want to reach out with a text to either one of them say, Hey, this Joe guy, he's not bad. Why don't you give him five minutes? Um, but, but yeah, that's our trilogy here because those are the people that, uh, that mean a lot in the, in the star Wars world. You guys, I'm, I'm rambling again, Nick or D doc before we go, as we start closing up shop, go ahead, D doc.
2: I'm, I'm, I was, I was saying you're good and you can go.
0: Oh (laughs) no, I'm I'm good. Mm -hmm. Nick, Nick, did you have anything more? No. Okay. Um, John so I'm going to ask you a couple things the the quickest way for people to find you on social media is go ahead and give them out your your uh,
3: address my, and- uh my my uh, my website with behind the scenes notes on most of my uh, stories uh, is farawaypress.com uh I am on Twitter jjm faraway I am John Jackson Miller on uh Facebook and on Instagram uh, my uh, comics history website is comicron.com, C-O-M-I-C-H-R-O-N.com. Uh, that also has a Twitter under that name uh, and also a Facebook page and even a Patreon. Um, and, uh, you know, coming up, I've got, as I as I've mentioned, we have that Kenobi uh, reprinting coming up uh, April 5th. We've got um, uh, the, uh, the Picard uh, you know, paperback uh, coming out in June uh, Kenobi gets another hardcover uh, from Barnes and Noble in with a leather cover. Uh, it's it's a bind up where it's it's Kenobi plus Approaching Storm, I believe, by Alan Dean Foster. Mm-hmm. That comes out in September. That's part of their collection of you know the the uh, the prestige gift books. Um, and then I have a bunch of stuff which hasn't been announced yet. Uh, uh uh star trek mission chicago uh second weekend in uh april uh third weekend in april i'll be at indianapolis for indianapolis comic-con and various other locations as well
0: we're, you know we're gonna have to try to meet you then because we will be in town that we that's where we're from except for ddoc um oh, so you know how to track me down i know how to track you down i might bug you and say can i buy you a coffee and just shake your <laughs> hand because that would be great for you taking the time on this um I I personally, you know, you know what? Uh, before I even start into it, DDoc Nick, closing thoughts from either one of you guys.
1: Just super grateful, John. Thanks so much for coming on and giving us a few minutes to pick your brain. Thank you for writing and keep it up, man. Sure thing.
2: Yep. Yeah, pretty much reiterating uh, what Nick said. I mean, it's just awesome that we get to sit down and talk to the people who write these amazing stories for Star Wars and just, you know, give us even even deeper connection to the world. So thanks for joining us tonight.
0: I'm uh, so glad to be here. You got it. Well, we will we will take all of, of John's Twitter, websites, Comicron, and Faraway Press, both get all that out in the show notes and tag it in our, our Twitter, uh, messages when we pronounce, you know, announce the show and everything like that. We'll also have him obviously on our YouTube channel. So we'll, we'll put that on there. If you check us out on YouTube, John, from, from me, from the other co-hosts again, to reiterate, reiterate it. It's a true pleasure to have someone who is this close to star Wars, taking the time you don't know us from Adam and you've been so kind <laughs> to take the time to give it to us when you can be doing other things, obviously writing, cause that's pretty much what you do. Um, so, Thank you from the bottom of my heart and their hearts and, and just for being a part of the show. And our, our, our hope is, you know, obviously we can't make it a celebration this year, but maybe at that uh, Indie Comic Con, just to come up, say thanks again, and, and shake your hand for all the work you do. It has meant a lot to a lot of people, and we hope that everyone who's listening does go buy the Picard paperback in June and the Kenobi uh, re-release on April 5th. But Thanks again, we appreciate it, and we hope you'll come back again sometime and join us. Okay,
3: uh, may, may the force, live, long and prosper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good combo right yeah. there. Um, for Joe, for Nick, for D-Doc, <laughs> and for John, uh, thanks again for chapter 131 of Rule of the Galaxy, and uh, follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter, uh, rule the galaxy, sw at gmail.com and just rule the galaxy on YouTube and Facebook and until next week may the force be with you